Welcome back to the Monetize Podcast, episode 01001, episode one. Obviously, I think we're three or 350 episodes deep on this podcast over the last, I don't know, three years, three and a half years. Uh, if, if, if you're kind of up to speed with things, we have rebranded the podcast. We're kind of launching a new series. We're calling it Monetize It. It is a podcast that is built on our new book called Monetize It. How to turn your are the complete step by step guide on how to turn your gifts, knowledge, and passion into a profitable online coaching business. And we will be sharing links on how to get a copy of that book for free when it officially launches. So, A, welcome back. B, as you may or may not know by now, I'm joined by the one, the only, the magnificent, the messy Shanna Chow. Not messy, but hello, everyone. So happy to be here and be doing these episodes with you all. We, we, we've got a lot to talk about today. We were kind of like, hey, what do, do we want to do it in the traditional route where we, you know, what you could expect on the YouTube channel, how to type video, videos and how to type podcasts. So we decided to go against that. Each podcast, we're going to be talking about a topic. Today is about being a generalist versus specialist. Shanna's got a ton of experience with that. So she's going to be talking about her story through that. I have a ton of experience through that. And and ultimately, there's there's really two ways we can think about this generalist specialist thing. And before we get into that, if you feel stuck, like no one is listening to your message, no one is consuming your content, people sort of kind of like what you're doing, but they don't love it enough to give you money for it. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing here. If people aren't buying, if you just feel stuck or frustrated, like you are blending in, it's hard to stand out. We might be blaming the market. It's so saturated. We might be blaming the the algorithms, whatever, whatever we may be blaming. Uh, fair, you know, you feel what you feel and and process it. But at the end of the day, I think when we really start specializing, and I've seen coaches have breakthroughs, we've seen a lot of our clients have breakthroughs over the last six months of when they specialize. Yeah. It's not that they have a bigger audience. It's not that they go on the huge shows. It's not they don't get on Oprah. It's just people start listen are fewer people. Let's say it this way: instead of having a hundred people listening to you thinking you're okay, maybe. 80% of people are like, eh, I don't know, that's not really for me. 20% of people say, whoa, that's so relevant to me. And then mm-hmm. 10 say, I really need that. And so I really hope we can start this whole podcast series off with a bang and and really help you just dial things in. Yeah, spot on, spot on for sure. You know, when we usually start working with coaches who are generalist life coaches, most have that limiting belief that, okay, but if I don't serve everyone, that I won't get clients. And it's completely backwards when it comes to the online coaching space, right? If you want me to start sharing a little bit about my story, I can jump right in. Yeah, let's do that. And then I know, yeah. I know we were going to share, because um, some people have been asking, and I think, I think, um, and and clients have been wondering too. It's like, who is Shanna? Like, when when did Shanna kind of come into the picture in the business? Um, and and just kind of the 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 story or the behind the scenes of that. So, I mean, if you want to take it from there, and then we'll get into um your story with the generalist specialist, and hopefully yeah. some people can pick up a few lessons yeah, well, from your journey. <laughs> so the story kind of merges into how I first met Lucas. Because that's when I went from a generalist life coach to a specialist. Um, so long story short is, you know, in my late 20s, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I tried a bunch of different careers, a bunch of different pathways, and I knew I wanted to help people. 
And I knew I really resonated with, you know, positive messages online, Tony Robbins, life coaches, and so forth. So I thought it'd be great to go to school and get my life uh, coaching certification. So I did that and I was like, great, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to, you know, become a life coach and get clients through, you know, online marketing and everything like that. And the thing about life coaching schools is they don't teach you how to run a business. (laughs) So you graduate and you're like, awesome. I know how to be a life coach or whatever type of coaching program you did. But then when you go to attract clients, you have no idea what you're doing. And I I think most like when I did the personal trading stuff, that would have been six years ago or something. I don't know, maybe seven years ago. You you obviously didn't learn any of that as well. They had some extra like business school stuff that I went to a few of these classes, but I was already reading so many marketing books that I was like, this is, you know, they teach you the basics, like set up an LLC and, you know, start posting content. And it's like, none of it actually helps. Uh, See, I I didn't even learn anything like that. (laughs) Like nothing. Um, So long story short is Lucas knew my sister before I knew Lucas. Uh, My sister is actually one of the very first members of like, I think the first launch of the coaches you the first round I was doing I was doing consulting and coaching and one on one I was still training back then so I was in the gym I had online clients and I had a lot of coaches and fitness people reaching out in Vancouver because they saw my ads and they saw my stuff and I was always busy with clients and they're like what are you doing that we don't know so I was teaching very basic back in the day uh Facebook ads the Facebook ads to a messenger convo that's kind of how the ads worked for local targeting. And um, and then I decided, hey, I have a lot of these one-on-one clients. Let's just put something together. And that was the first version ever of the Coaches U that has been running now for, well, it's in its fifth big upgrade. So it's kind of five years, a little bit less, but for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my sister, Marja, she was doing the Coaches U because she's a coach. She's a holistic uh, nutritionist. And she was like, Shanna, you know... Uh, just log in. It's a really good program. Just take my password, log in, do yeah, some of the video. <laughs> She's like, do some of the videos. I was like, okay. So I did some of this his was training. built on back in the day. The security <laughs> was so low. My, my first membership site ever, uh, apart from fitness, like my first marketing membership site was built on uh, ClickFunnels back in the day. And ClickFunnels has a very simple, like you, you can't do much with ClickFunnels. You just have a few modules there. Now we have this big advanced membership site that you can track yeah. user data and yes. who's logging in and IP <laughs> yes. addresses and all that. Back in the day, anyone could yeah. pretty much log in. Yeah. So I did a couple of trainings. Obviously, you know, you don't get the full the full experience when you're just doing a couple of trainings, but I got a little bit of traction. So I was like, oh, this is what a lead magnet is. And this is what online marketing, this is what you should and shouldn't do and all of that. But I never did the full program. This was so what, I like four years ago? Yeah. Over, over four years ago. So it must be like 2000 four or yeah, five years ago. Five, okay. five plus. So I, I I didn't get a lot of traction and I was a generalist life coach trying to serve everyone. And it was about, I want to say two years of just really not getting clients. I had a, you know, a job at the time, but I was trying to go all in with my business. So I wrote a poetry book and my sister, she invited you to my book release event. And I never met Lucas before then. I had you on Instagram, I think, because of my sister and, you know, back and so forth. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. And then I was talking to my book release and I met him and I was outside and we were talking for a long time. And then he was like, well, you must be like really proud of yourself. You created, you know, you published 
uh, your second book of poetry. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know what, Lucas, you're so inspiring. I'm like, your program I did was so amazing. And he was like, wait, what? You you did my program? And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, like, like foot in my mouth. I was like, ah, uh, just like, you know, I did like a couple You had a modules. few glasses of wine probably. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like I had, I did a couple modules and then you were like, so you stole my intellectual property. And I was like, well, you know, maybe we should go to date sometime. <laughs> That's right. That's how you suckered me into all this. Yeah. But long story short, it wasn't until, um, I, did the full on coaches you did the training did the foundational work applied it myself use me. <laughs> did not use you but did i finally get the traction yeah. in my business leave the job i was in go full like full on with my online business be a full time entrepreneur and get that traction and for me one of the big things that i had to do was go from a generalist to a specialist and really hone into what kind of specialist do I want to be? Not just for money, not just for you know what's easy, but long-term, what's going to make the most sense for me? And that foundational work is so important to do. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think... So when you look at our clients and where you look at people who are generalists... And so, okay, so this is, this is so great that we teamed up to, to do this stuff because I've been doing this for a very long time. And sometimes you forget I have to work hard on remembering the early days of doing something because you kind of forget and then you take your skills for granted, right? So I've been doing marketing for so long that, or I've been an entrepreneur so long that when someone is like, oh man, I'm just not getting traction. I'm like, I I don't even really understand how to answer the question because uh, traction and momentum is, it's an equation and we can build up the equation. And so I'm kind of maybe a little less emotionally connected to it, but um, you know, this was just a few years ago for you. So when you mm-hmm. were a generalist, so to speak, and you started going into a specialist, and I know I remember proofreading or reading a few chapters that you wrote for the book, mm-hmm. Monetize It. You were talking about, you know, you had a few goes, like you tried this yeah. and you tried this, then you tried this, and then this landed. You also yeah. had a few false starts. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think I think what people, when they're first starting out, and I find this all the time with the clients that I work with inside the coaches university is, you know, we overthink it. We overthink it so hard and we go back and forth. So we think we're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, be, um, for example, I'm going to be a coach who specializes in healing heartbreak after a narcissistic relationship. Okay. That's like the coach I'm going to be. And then you put out a couple pieces of content, you don't get the traction, and then you overthink it. And it's like the lack of consistency, right? Sure. Whereas if you just choose one niche, you go all in and you're consistent, you're going to get the traction. So it's, you know, long-term strategy, number one, not overthinking it, number two, and making sure you're also in a niche that resonates with you and doesn't trigger you. And I talk about this a little bit That's within... Right within the book, right? It's like many times coaches, we choose niches that have been part of our own personal story, right? And many times we might choose it because, you know, we're really empowered by it. We're really, we're wanting to help people in that space. And that makes sense. But then I also see sometimes coaches choose niches in which they're not maybe healed to the point where they actually want to work with clients in that space and it could trigger you. 
So I'm not saying don't do that. Don't go down that, you know, that, that path. If, if, you know, you might, everyone can be triggered a little bit sometimes in life. That's okay. Well, I think the example you, you share this mm-hmm. example, cause I, I think it was in a program you were in or someone told you about it and you kind of use the example, but I, I like it. It's like someone, let's say you're, um, you know, you, you work through, um, your, your husband, wife dying, or maybe they committed suicide. And now yeah. you are like, you know what, you're empowered to share the message. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and and it's that story you share of that one lady who like now she's speaking on stages. Everything mm-hmm. in her life is reliving the experience. Yeah, that is like, hey, wait. So I, I have seen people do that, like after an abusive relationship or maybe some mm-hmm. trauma, yeah. and they decide to help the very people who are going through that trauma when they themselves may not be ready or they haven't asked the question, "Do I really want to do this for the next twenty five years?" Mm-hmm. Because and there's a difference. Because you can take the trauma and the, or, or the experience you went through or the lesson you went through, and you can use it as the story that builds your business, but you don't necessarily have to serve that exact person. Yes. Because whatever you've been through, yes. you know, it parallels to other areas in life of whatever else one would be going through. And maybe you went through some experience and you can use the lessons to build a business around something that that isn't that, but you're using the lessons you learned through whatever it is you learned. And so I, I know you're referring to that. And I, again, I probably see that maybe 10% of the time, but mm-hmm. a coach will shoot themselves in the foot and in the yeah. year realize, I don't want to keep talking about this for the rest of my life because I'm reliving the past and now I'm ready to just move forward. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not living in my past anymore. And, um, and that's when they usually start switching their niche once more to use the lessons they learned, but, but not build a whole business around that one event. So they, they don't have to keep reliving it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I don't know why it is that we want to choose sometimes spaces like that to, uh, sometimes it has to do with, cause we get healing from working totally. with clients in, in that and that, and that's okay. Totally. Um, but if it's triggering you all the time, like the example totally. I use in the book is one of my first clients, it, it triggered me a lot totally. that I was like, wait a second, this, this probably is the wrong pathway to go to. And I went to a different niche right. in the same space, just a different direction. That's right. right? I just always ask the question. I mean, we do this in, in, um, we're always doing this is what do you want to do? And, and for the rest of your life is a hard question to answer. So I get that, but like, just what do you want to do for the next five years? Can you see yourself doing this? Could you hang out with these people? Could you, could you build a business? Will it inspire you to go into this business and talk about this thing and create content and speak on stage and write a book around this for the next five years? 10 years. It's hard to see after five or 10 years because we change as human beings and we evolve and, and we 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 have different interests and maybe you'll have a different type of business in the future, but for the next five years. And if the answer is I'm not sure, then then like it's what, what if you just think about it for another two or three days? I'm all for imperfect action. When I have an idea, I execute on it instantly. I don't let a second pass without starting it. But there's a few things in life. If you're gonna drop three million dollars on a home. You can think about it for a few days of, is this where really where we want to live for the next five, 10 years? Instead of just like, ah, I'll wing it. If you're going to start a business, then you're going to build an entire business around an idea. Waiting 24 more hours or getting some help or getting some coaching or getting someone to walk you through it is, is I think, a very good investment of your time or money or both. Yeah. And it's so important. That's why we always start off with with the vision work in the U, right? Like you need to know 
it needs to be strong. Your yep. why of why you're doing this needs to be strong. Can't just be driven by money. That will only get you so far. That gets a little right? quick. I've been there. Yeah. Like Another thing talking about like the specialist to generalist thing is like, like a very simple example that many people have used before. It's like you have a headache. Somebody has a headache. You go to the drugstore and you see one pill container that says cures pain. And the other pill container says, will get rid of headaches within 30 minutes. Right. What one are you going to choose? Totally. You're going to choose the get rid of headache one, right? So that's why we need to be specific with who we serve and our message uh, and our transformation that that we provide, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like anti-pharmaceuticals, but yes, it's like <laughs> but that example. looking at a book yeah. and one book is like, hey, be happy and have an awesome life. Awesome. And then one is like elite, like... I don't know, maybe, maybe you're a manager at, a, at work and you're stressed and you're terrified of getting like, I don't know, you just, you just, you're bringing your work home with you. Your relationship is suffering. And it's just something along the lines of, Hey, you know, become a hyper productive manager and learn how to leave work at the door when you're with your family or whatever that specific thing is. You're going to probably pick that book up versus how to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. Great. But, but you know, just getting specific. That, that's all we're doing here. We we spend yeah. two to three weeks sometimes with clients mm-hmm. just getting specific on exactly who you want to serve, the big problem you solve. We talk a lot about, and I don't want to, I don't want to confuse anyone too much here, but we talk a lot about like people do their client avatar and they think that that's their niche. And it's mm-hmm. not, that's your ICA. You have your target market and you can't see my hands waving here, but you have your target market, which is really wide. It's this kind of person. Then you have your ICA, which is that specific person from that lineup of people. And then obviously you're going to go deeper. You're going to have an offer. That offer is going to be unique. You're going to solve a unique problem in a unique way. You're also going to have positioning, which is going to position that offer. Now you've just like quadruple niche down into a very specific offer, specific positioning, specific ICA, and a specific message. Mm-hmm. And when you mix your story behind it and you use that as the fuel, and we're going to be talking about story a lot in this podcast, no one can touch you at that point. As in, like, no one can really copy that and, and it's impossible for you to be copying someone else. And so if you want to stand out and you want to niche down, it is a holistic approach. It's not just, I need this perfect phrase of, you know, I help this do this by this. I, I get it. That's that's 2020 stuff. Like that's 2021 at best. The mm-hmm. game has changed. I think a lot of people are feeling that social media has changed and it's so much more value-based story-driven marketing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than it is any fancy verbiage and wordage. That's just truth. I mean, I don't even think that. I, I see it all the time. I'm in this all day. So I see it all day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And thinking to like an example in the coaching space, because I talked about the headache example. Yep. But say for example, there's two people, right? There's a there's sorry, rather one person. They went through a divorce. Their husband cheated on them. Uh, infidelity. He did an affair. Okay. Man or woman, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um. And then there's two coaches. One coach is a relationship coach. Just a relationship coach, right? right? That's what they do. They help people in all areas of their relationship. They help people, you know, find find love. They help people, you know, get over relationship conflict. They help people heal from whatever. Okay, but then you see another message that says, "I help clients um, heal from infidelity and restart their life." Right. Well, that message is going to be more specific to that person, right? So having, I'm not saying having a broad message won't get a client, a couple clients. Yeah, of course. 
But to be a specialist, and I would argue being a specialist, you can also charge more as well because you're solving a specific problem. Um, That is going to attract your clients when you have a a specific message like that, right? Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, any, any other thoughts on, because I want to, I want to really tune into, so someone has been posting content, they've been mm-hmm. doing their thing. They've been trying to sell something. It's just not picking up traction and they, they, they have a very good hint or they're really starting to pick up the idea that man, my message is not dialed in. Can you walk us through maybe one or two thing, other things that you went from generalist to specialist, you struggled with it. You made a few adjustments, things started clicking, you went into a space that maybe you didn't want to keep reliving. And so you just tweaked the message a little more. Anything else you can give anyone who's maybe hitting their head against the wall on this? Is to constantly get feedback, right? Like it's to be getting feedback always, right? So if somebody doesn't, if you have a sales call or, you know, call it a consultation, discovery call, whatever you call it with someone and they don't buy and you want to ask them, you know, okay, why did you buy? And they talk about money or they talk about whatever it is, whatever their objection is, like get a little bit more specific, like ask them like, Hey, like I'm open here. It's okay. You don't want to come forward with this. I just love people's feedback, right? Getting clear on that. Secondly, making sure you're doing your market research, which we cover. Good you know, heavily in the coaches university and so forth. Good. Uh, I'll just give someone just so people are like, Oh, what's that? Or how do I do that? Honestly, I, I know you like going into Facebook groups and I agree with that, but I think the easiest way to do it is YouTube. Like if you go onto YouTube and you look at a few people who are in your space doing what they're doing and you just go to their most watched videos, which you can do just by clicking a button of their most popular videos. And then you go through the comments, you get a pretty good idea of uh, you get, you get, you get brilliant market research through doing that. You can do that from Facebook groups. You can even do that with Quora and different um, different forum type ideas. But I think YouTube and joining relevant Facebook groups and just seeing what are people talking about, mm-hmm. what is getting the most attention, and it will help you dial in people's pain points, who you're talking to. I, to this day, still do market research for both businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly going there. People don't know this. Uh, I, I have I have a business that's like a membership model. And every person, the first hundred people who joined up, I had their phone number because when they're filling out their payment, I have the phone number and I texted every one of them looking for feedback. And a lot of these people didn't know me. They found me on YouTube and it's just like, I texted them. And now every time someone um, you know, is leaving, they got what they want. I'll always text. Is there anything that could have been better? And people are like, yeah, but they only paid. Like it's a very low ticket subscription. I'm like, to me, it's not about that. I'm not counting my time in this. I want direct feedback from the market. I'd never want to be one of those CEOs or run a business where you just sit in the back and and smile and and wave. I want to be in there uh, talking to people, seeing what could be better, improvements, feedback on why someone would join, why someone wouldn't join. Like that to me is gold. And with the internet, that is just one Facebook message away to get feedback from someone who... I don't know, maybe they were interested, they're no longer interested. Jump on a call for 20 minutes and and give them a ton of value and not to sell them, but just find out like what like this. I know this would be perfect for you. I'm just trying to get the feedback as to where the miscommunication is. And mm-hmm. they'll tell people will tell you exactly what they want if you allow them to speak. And then you just build what they want. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I think it stems back to, you know, a lot of schools, not all, but a lot of coaching schools can, they don't, right. 
they don't teach you anything like that, right? And so it's yeah. like, oh, you want to create a program about Tony Robbins, you know, yeah, you know, about this, about that, about living your life's purpose. Great, do a so, program like that. And it's like you put out this message. Maybe you can create the program. Maybe you can spend like a month creating a membership totally. site. I hope you don't, but maybe you did that and you put this message out into you know the online internet world, and it's like birds chirping, and birds are chirping because one, it's something that you want, not what your audience wants. And two, what it stems down to is because there hasn't been any market research. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I love it. Um, so, so moving forward, uh, by the time this episode releases, we should have a page up that is going to allow you to get on a wait list for our book, Monetize It, the complete step-by-step guide on how to turn your gifts, knowledge, and passion into a profitable online coaching business. It is free. If you want to get on that list, you can go to lucasrubix.com forward slash book. That will uh, put you on the wait list. And when it does launch, we'll make sure you get a free digital you know, PDF version of the book, so to speak, so you can read it. It's 166 pages. And basically everything we're talking about in this podcast is going to be in the book, except in even more detail. So mm-hmm. if that interests you, check it out and, and make sure you stick around. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. We're going to be going into a lot of topics uh, for now, once a week. We'll probably bring things up to two times a week as time permits. But for now, once a week, Shanna and I, We'll be coming at you coming and giving at you. you the goods. So with that said, uh, hopefully this was extremely helpful. Uh, hopefully you found a ton of value and we cannot look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.